Welcome to the Happy Home Sale Podcast with me, Natalie Evans. In this weekly podcast, I speak to homeowners and experts from different industries to share real life stories and inspiring advice to show you how you can make your home selling journey one of bliss, happiness, joy, and staggering success. Today's podcast is all about relationships and how to maintain a positive relationship with those around you and those who are central to your home selling story to create a harmonious home sale. We hear so often about the stresses, pressure and anxieties that arise from the process and structure required when buying or selling a home. But most of the time, the problem doesn't sit with the tasks, but with the relationships and communication behind the journey. Who better to join me today than expert relationship coach Naomi Stonier? Naomi is a firm believer that when your relationships are thriving, you hold the keys to success, happiness and fulfilment. I know that she has some amazing advice to share with you today on how you can use the tools that she shares with her clients to enhance your relationships, transform your conversations and bring greater joy to your home cell. Hi, Naomi. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been a little while. Yes, you've been my favourite person for a long time since our journey together. Oh, I love that. I love that so much because we met at networking. Yes. And then immediately connected because at that time you were selling your property. But also I've just been obsessed with all of your content since. Lovely to hear. Oh, you just offer so much value to people wanting to improve their relationships. And it's really kind of opened my eyes to the number of things that are impacted by the relationships around us, whether it's relationship with time, relationship and connections, relationships and communication. It's so, so valuable. And I just knew that I had to get you on the podcast because on top of being an expert with relationships, you have sold a property recently and you are in the motions of buying. Thanks to you. Oh, wow. I am so proud to have been part of your journey. For those of you who don't know, um, so when I first met Naomi through networking, she came to me and said, I am selling my house and I need your help from a home staging perspective. And I was so proud to come and work with you, get your property staged and get it sold. It's funny, isn't it? Because, um, you know, relationship coaching and home staging, you don't think there's, there's, it doesn't, it's not an obvious connection, but I have learned so much about my relationship through buying and selling houses, because we know it's one of the most stressful things we can do. So of course, all the murky stuff in ourselves and our relationships comes up in these moments of stress. So you learn through coaching, everything becomes an opportunity to practice. And so every home sale we've had has been a beautiful opportunity to practice coming together in very stressful times instead of turning on each other. So we've, you know, this is a path I've walked myself. We've had very difficult house sales, you know, selling in London is not easy. Selling anywhere isn't easy, but London's a little special case of 
when things go wrong, turning on each other, and this erodes trust, and going on the beautiful journey to switching into support and compassion for each other in really difficult moments, when it feels like it's all going to fall apart, and that's how you create trust, and that's how you create strong, long-lasting relationships. Do you turn on each other in moments of stress, or do you turn towards each other and love and support each other in the difficult moments. Yeah, you are so right. Because I think when we go into these big life events, whether it's selling your house, getting a new job, whatever it is, we become quite insular and we try and protect ourselves, understand our vision, understand what we're doing and forget that actually this journey is impacting so many people around us. And not everybody has the same opinion or is in the same place as you may be, you might have, you know, meditated on it and be in a beautiful state and um, and know where you want to go. But actually, if your husband or your children or your brothers and sisters who could be involved in yourself, if they're not in that same place, it's a difficult starting place to be. Well, we all go to certain places in difficult moments. This these moments bring up a huge amount of fear. So we'll go to, we'll all have a default place that our brain takes us to, to create safety. And so this is a path I've walked myself. So I'll just use my own example. For me, when the uncertainty comes up of where are we going to live, all the money, what, how is this going to play out? It's very uncertain. It's very uncomfortable for our brains. And I'll go, my default place was to go to control. You start over-functioning the, for the illusion of control. This happens to a lot of women. We, we start to over-function. We start to do, 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 do. It's a form of emotional management. So the really unpleasant uh, emotions hit. This is a roller coaster ride. And for me, I'd go to over-functioning, to get, which gives me the illusion of control. If I do everything, I will be able to control this. And it's, it's not true. And for many men, and, you know, we have to be careful about our social conditioning around this, but for my husband, certainly, it would go to avoidance. So masculine, feminine energy fills and sees everything. So we often go to over-functioning. And masculine energy is very good at compartmentalizing putting it in a box and shutting it off. So that goes to retreat and avoiding. And masculine energy is very good at just, when it gets too much, just switching off from it. And we are like, what the hell? You know, we think they don't care. We think that they're not bothered. And so- I've been there so <laughs> many times with my husband, especially in not just selling and buying a house, but in kind of other areas of life where we've kind of been- yeah, I've gone like, are you not interested? Do you not want this as much as me? Uh, you know, why aren't you? We make it mean there's something wrong with our relationships. We make feminine energy, and this can uh, apply to same-sex couples, because we need, we have, must have masculine feminine energy in our relationships. Two masculines, you're going to have probably quite a lot of conflict. Two feminines, you're going to have a great friendship, but you might not have much passion. And so it's a good thing that we have this battle, but when we learn to understand it, then that's how we flourish. So we make it mean that there's something wrong with the relationship when they shut off and they switch off. Yeah, we make it mean there's something wrong. And we, 
And they may, and when we go into overfunctioning, they make that mean something's wrong. And they're like, what? What's this crazy behavior? So, so to us, kind of, if we're in that situation where you've got two people who are reacting very different to being in this kind of life change, we see it as not being aligned, not wanting the same thing. But actually, we could want exactly the same thing. We're just reacting to it differently. So with that in mind, how can we identify that everybody is even happy with the idea of selling their house to start with? So if you're in a home where you've got kind of mum, dad, two children, you could have four people who are in very different mindsets of even what they want to achieve. What would be your recommendation as a kind of relationship coach and expert to be able to really draw out of them whether they even want to sell and what they want to do? Yeah. Well, one of the keys to a flourishing, thriving relationship is aligned dreams. You don't have to be the same people, but you do have to want the same things. And so back to the masculine and feminine energy, when we're not making each other wrong, yeah, when we're not making this mean there's something wrong with us and our relationship, and maybe are we even in the right relationship in the first place, this is the fearful place our brains take us to because our relationships create so much fear. They're the place we need the most certainty and they're the most fearful place. So being able to hear what someone else wants and needs without making them wrong for it is how you can align your dreams. So when masculine energy is not making feminine energy wrong for over-planning, over-functioning, fearful about the future, all the thing feminine energy does, and it hears and it's able to not make you wrong for that, we're not blaming and shaming, there's it's a superpower, feminine energy, being able to feel and see everything. And then on the same way, you know, masculine energy will want to plan. It will want to be very practical. And it's like, oh, God, this is so boring. You know, feminine energies usually feels a lot more sort of adventurous and risk-taking. And masculine energy will want to take its time, be very practical, be certain. And again, it's a superpower. It's really important to be able to put emotion aside and be logical. But feminine energy, energy can be like, oh, you know, come on, you know. And so when you can meet in the middle of these two superpowers, not making each other wrong, you can hear what someone is saying and you can negotiate, you can compromise. We stop making each other wrong for what we want or need. We hear each other and then we can align and then one person isn't going along with the other and then getting annoyed down the line yeah which you see happen in so many areas of life and I feel like actually just listening to you it feels like there should be a really simple solution which is just sit down and have kind of the conversation so that you can feel confident that actually yes somebody else is reacting in a different way but ultimately they want the same thing. Their vision is to achieve the, the home sales so that they can move to their new home and appreciate that not everybody works in the same way, but by actually drawing on each other's strengths, you're all going to get there in a harmonious way. Well, what one really crucial thing I do is I teach my clients to stop problem solving and shift in solu into solution creation. And we're familiar with that in some sort of business 
you know, focus on the solution. It's some sort of business term. But what I help people understand is why we problem solve. It's a survival tactic. It's kept us alive as a human race to focus on the problem and survive because we've got a brain in our heads designed to keep us alive in the wild. It's not designed for this modern time. So your program to focus on the problem, but also, like I touched on before, it's a form of emotional management. If I leap into action and I'm doing, 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 problem solving, it's the illusion of control. It's a survival tactic. And so when you're able to not make it mean something about you, or them, or the relationship, because one thing gets said, boom, we're in this trigger, woof, we react. It just happens, we don't even realize it. And so solution creation is about being able to experience strong emotions, allow that to happen, not make it mean anything. No, it's very normal for your brain that's designed to keep you alive to survive. And not react to it, not leap into doing, because then you end up solving the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, wasting your time, wasting your energy. And solutions then come to you. You're able to hear what someone else is saying and you're able to navigate through what can be a highly emotional experience. Oh, absolutely. And if people are kind of day one of starting out the journey of buying or selling their home and they're already their brains are filled with these terrifying stories of like, well, Mrs. Smith's home fell through and Mr. Jones's property couldn't sell and the, the chain is going to be long and all these nightmare horror stories that, they, that they've already got in their mind. They're starting from that place of fear. And I am so passionate about saying to people, do you know what? Selling your home does not need to be the most stressful time of your life. Don't listen to those stories. But if you are kind of stepping into those stories, you already got that fear there and then confronting your relationships from a position of there are problems, it's going to cause all sorts of emotion and difficulty throughout the journey. Yeah, well, your brain, the way we have survived is we, uh, we, have, we want the guarantees before, the, before we take action. We want the result before we take action. So your brain is always trying to put you off doing anything challenging. So it's going to give you lots of fear thoughts about selling a home and will you get what you want for the money? Is it possible? And the brain gets very fearful about this. It's programmed just to conserve energy. And it's like, no, no, don't do this. So you have all these fears. You know, there's no control here, which is Yet real danger for our brains. This is very risky stuff. So we go to very fearful places and we go to needing lots of control. It's so interesting. I mean, my my journey with I've just completed on a house sale. You know I've just completed on a house sale the other night. And so it took eight months. It was a really tricky sale. But first of all, I had a house that wasn't selling. And I had already real. it was empty. You you saw the state of it. And it rented for two years and it wasn't selling. And I had already started thinking, okay, what I'll do is I'll go to Argos and I'll buy some inflatable. And I was starting to, you know, this band-aid solution. I was going to spend a couple of hundred pounds on trying to dress the house 
And it's like, can you imagine? So, you know, the time it would have taken me to travel up to London, buy this stuff, and then this Band-Aid dressing the house. And then the serendipitous moment where I came across you in a networking event and we spoke and it felt like a really big decision to take you on. It felt like a lot of money. And that moment when you said to me, compare it to compare my fee to a house to a price drop. And it was like, oh, the penny drop. But not only that, the fact that I handed this over to you and I did nothing. You took care of everything. So I want you to think about time is my most precious asset. So when I handed everything over to you, not only did you take it off my hands, can you imagine the time saving of that? So, and then we went on, didn't we? You know, I spent out what felt like quite a bit of money to you, but I ended up making 50,000 pounds. Well, it was wild. It was absolutely wild. And to be part of that with you was just amazing. And I know when we met and we were talking about your house, I could see that it was, you were in a position where you didn't know where to turn and you needed to sell your house and it, it you know, you needed it to, in order to move on to your next chapter. And then being able to say to you, Naomi, I can do this for you, getting the property stage and getting the result with the extra £50,000 is staggering. In one week. But the point, I, the reason I bring it up, the point I'm making is it's about decision making. So this is another thing we do, which is catastrophic. We make decisions based on time and financial scarcity, which end up costing us a lot more time and a lot more money in the long run. And we, we, we put off making big decisions. So part of my journey, what I teach my clients is to make big decisions quickly and easily. And in that moment with you, it was like, it was a great exercise in making a big decision quickly. And the, you know, the benefit I got back from, it felt very risky, very scary. It felt like a lot of money. I'd never done anything like this before. And I got that time and money back a hundredfold. So this is the other thing we need to do when we're doing big things like house sales is make these big decisions with an abundant mindset and you end up getting this your time and your money back a hundredfold we must start thinking about time as our most precious assets and when we penny pinch with money you it ends up costing you a hundred times more in the long run absolutely and i think that's one thing when i speak to clients about staging especially it's within the relationships and the people involved in selling the properties everybody has a different perspective on where to pull money back from where to save money from and making those big decisions is tough in itself without trying to make a decision across a few people so recently we worked with three siblings who were all joined in a probate and they all had very different opinions on how to sell the home, what to spend the money on, what type agent to work with, whether to stage. And them navigating that kind of three-way conversation and making difficult decisions was extremely traumatic. What advice would you give in that situation? The simple truth, and this is really, I think, so useful for you, Natalie, as the person in the middle of that, it's not about house sale. It is never, I repeat this, everybody listening, it is not about the presenting problem. 
It is not about where you live, what type of house you get. It's, you know, to take it away from house sales, it's not about the housework. It's not about who does the childcare. It's never about the presenting problem. It's the meaning we're giving. So you've got three siblings. You've got decades of emotional patterns running. You've got the programming that we've all received from those, uh, you know, our parents, our grandparents. This stuff gets carried down the generation. So all the fear that comes up, all the very strong emotions that come up, it's never about, it's not about the house sale. It's about the dynamics that have been going on for years. And when we can, in the moment, so I'll use my home sale that I've just been through as a, an example, eight months, multiple times we thought it was going to fall through. And there were moments where I, I was experiencing so much pain, like very strong emotion over it. And every time... Just being able to be with that experience and understand it's got nothing to do with this house sale. It's about me and my rules and my beliefs. So for me, the pain that was being created for me was because of my attachment to timelines. So I had decided in my head, nobody else knew this, that we would complete around March. I love the fact that no one knew. No one knew, but you were really cross that they didn't know, but no one knew. <laughs> yes. So I don't think I was even that conscious. I had estimated it would complete around March. And when it didn't, I tipped into a world of pain. And my husband's like, you know, what? He, because there you go, that's not his rule. He didn't have any timelines with this. So when I was like, this is not on, and we should, yeah, they should be doing this, this should be happening, da, da, da. it's their fault, their fault. And the only thing I needed to do was sit with that and go, oh, if I just let go of this arbitrary date I've set, all of this pain goes away. When we are taking responsibility for our experience, the house sale is not creating your experience you you it's your thoughts your beliefs your rules that is creating all this drama for you so you've got three siblings there all with three sets of rules and beliefs they probably don't even know they've got these rules and these beliefs most of this stuff's unconscious we don't even realize we have it and it's running the show so they are all believing that the other two are creating their experience. And if they just did what I want you to do, everything will be okay. That is that is it. You've hit the nail on the head. And I hear that so often, especially not even just in the relationship of the kind of family, friends, partners that are involved in a sale. But, oh, if I was that estate agent, I would do it this way. If they understood that I needed to do this, this would happen. And it all boils down to that communication. And also, you know, you needing someone to behave in a certain way for you to be okay. You know, when my sale was struggling, I watched my brain have lots of thoughts about my solicitor. And it was like, you know, they're mucking me around. They're not doing what I need to do, you know. And I'm a trained relationship coach. And whatever you do, you're always going to have these thoughts and feelings. It's about recognizing them and understanding it's, it's, you know, it's not true. It's your brain creating safety in a highly stressful moment. Yeah. Amazing advice. Oh my goodness. Because we always reach outside of ourselves to come up with a solution. We always think it's someone else's problem or we're not communicating properly together. There's an issue here. Whereas 
you are so right. Taking that time to sit down and think, do you know, why is this actually impacting me? Why do I feel like this? Why am I interpreting what I'm being told by my husband, by my children in a certain way? And finding an answer that may be kind of deeper seated within you that then helps you to have that onward communication. It's just really important to understand that our emotions are dangerous to our brains. Your brain's only job is to protect you, keep you safe and avoid pain. And strong emotions are very risky to our brains. It doesn't know the difference between real and imaginary danger. So when you're experiencing a really unpleasant emotion, your brain's seeking to outsource that, get it out of you. And that's why we go to blame. And that's why we believe things outside of us are creating our experience. And so what we do is we start changing things outside of us. We change where we live. We change our jobs. We change partners. Yeah. And we blame each other for what we're feeling. And we, and we believe our brain, we're programmed to do this. Our brain believes you need to change for me to feel better. So just understanding that it's very normal to do this, to blame each other, to get fearful, to get suspicious. It's very normal to do it. It's just your brain trying to keep you safe. There's nothing wrong with you that you do this. We're all doing it. The key is just to recognize it's happening and to get the antidote to it all is get curious. So when I'm full of anger and I'm all my thoughts are about blaming the person in front of me, I think, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. And that's so interesting. And I think that's um, it's such a powerful technique to kind of take action on. What do you do if you're on the other side, though? So say you're in the middle of a home sale. And actually, you know, that you can see your partner getting really frustrated and you having kind of listened to this podcast, the listener might be thinking, well, actually, I, I understand that. And I'm taking the steps myself to understand my emotions and I'm not blaming other people and I'm trying to open the communication. But actually, I can see that my teenage son is really struggling or my dad is really struggling. What can you do to encourage others to think in a similar way? Because it's, it's a difficult conversation to have that's what we all want well I teach people how to make the changes without anyone else doing the work and the way we do it is we work on ourselves and that just ripples out so first of all we just we take the focus off every what everybody else is doing because our brain always wants to focus on the other person and it's very disempowering when we take the focus off them and we concentrate on ourselves as we've just been speaking, we're much more creative and resourceful. And when we're not in disempowering energy, so, oh God, why do you always lose your temper? Oh God, they're going to kick off again. So when we've got a partner, who, uh, when we've got a loved one who's struggling to manage themselves, we start going, oh God, they're going to do it again. It's a very disempowering place to be. And we get into all the disempowering emotions. And of course, then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But when you're just in awareness of yourself and you're choosing what you want to think and feel, regardless of someone else's behavior, you're in a much more uh, empowered place. And that will ripple out of you and it, it people will respond to it it's mirrored back to you so that's one little thing but the the next thing to do is to create compassion and understanding of each other because it can feel so difficult 
to understand that when we are fearful, we go to anger. So whenever someone is being, whenever I or anyone else is being irritable, sarcastic, impatient, frustrated, which can just feel so hurtful, it's fear. So I have learned to just, I have learned to just see the fear. Whenever I'm getting a response that, ooh, isn't very pleasant, I I just am so much better at recognizing the fear. So when my husband is withdrawing, retreating, he's not communicating with me, or he's complaining about something, you know, masculine energy is not going to say, I'm feeling really overwhelmed and anxious. It's not going to do that. It's going to say it's tired. It's achy. It's going to over-exercise. They're going to spend more time on their phone, on the, te- in the telly, you know, in the sports. It's really irritating for us. But that is a person who's struggling. So when someone's coming at you and being, you know, confrontational, you have to just understand there is fear underneath that. It's always fear. It will really help reduce the pressure. Yeah. Amazing. That it, it's so helpful to see how important that kind of compassion, that awareness, that self self-awareness, the way that I am projecting myself and how it's impacting others around me. I know myself that if I get up in the morning and I'm having a rubbish day, I'm stressed at getting the children ready for school, I get in the car, it it seems like everybody around me is stressed and everybody else is driving terribly. And it's all their fault. It's all their fault. Absolutely. And it's the same with your house now. I think people set out on the journey and they're full of fear. Everything's going to go wrong. They've heard the horror stories. And as a result, it feels like they draw in all of the negative things that can happen. Like my children won't help get things ready and my husband's not interested. So the sale fell through and I didn't get the viewings booked in time and it's everybody else's fault. And I think what you're saying, Naomi, which is super powerful, is that actually taking a moment to be aware of your own vision, your own um, your own way of dealing with this big life situation and having that self-awareness and being able to be more compassion, compassionate for the people around you and compassionate to yourself is going to ripple out. Yes. Oh my God. That's the first place. And I'm so glad you pointed that out because it is okay not to cope. It is okay not to cope. And so when your brain goes to blaming everybody else, so you have very intense emotions, you want to be when we're over when we're over functioning and when we're, you know, certain types of people, you know, myself as a coach, you know, giving myself a really hard time when I'm not coping. I'm a coach. I do mindset work. I should be able to handle this. And it was such a profound transformation for me to give myself permission not to cope, to have all these really horrible thoughts and feelings about everybody and just go, it's okay. And, And that way you don't act on them. You know, when you're in blame of everybody else, it's a warning signal. And that's the time to drop into being kind to yourself, allowing yourself to find this really, really difficult. And that way you don't react from this place. Then you regret it. Then you have shame. 
and you layer it up and then you justify yourself, you know, and it's just a complete waste of time and it takes up all your time and energy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh my goodness. You've given so much value, just relationships and self-awareness and kindness and self-love during selling your home because it can come with all sorts of challenges. And I think a lot of the time there's a real fear of the unknown with selling your home. You don't know what's going to happen. And the more it means to you, the more these difficult situations can feel so painful. And at times of pain, when you're surrounded by other people who are also experiencing the home self from their perspective, it can all just kind of blow up. So to kind of put you on the spot then, kind of quick fire tips. If you are a family and you're about to start selling your home and you want to kind of bring up and have the conversation with children, husband, make sure everybody's aligned, what would be the best way in your opinion to have those kind of early conversations? Well, what's the outcome you're seeking? It's so simple. What is the long-term goal? When coaching is future focused, we work on what you want and why you want it. So we're programmed to focus on the problem. It's very normal. But what when when you're asked, what do you want? Most of us are completely stumped. So start there. Start with the end goal. What do you want? And crucially, why do you want it? You want to make sure you want it for the right, right reasons. What do you want? Why do you want it? And start the conversation there. What's the long-term goal? And then along the journey, you realign with that long-term goal again and again and again so that you don't get stuck in the short-term difficulties. Yeah, no, amazing tips. Another one, so if you're in the middle of your home selling journey and you have got to make some really tough decisions what would be your top tip of kind of bringing those conversations up with family, friends, wider family, whoever is involved? Mm. Don't make any decisions in a suffering state. Oh, great advice. I teach people to make decisions in an executive state. Do not make decisions when you're tired, when you're ill, when you're too busy. So have the cut, you know, when you're dealing with something like a probate, and, you know, the, it's when you've done this work ahead of time, these conversations won't be difficult. So many of us avoid all this stuff and then we end up in a situation like a probate and boom, it all kicks off. So having the courage to have difficult conversations, having the courage to experience short-term discomfort for long-term gain. Our brains are programmed to avoid discomfort at all times and that's how we avoid 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 and end up with huge much more discomfort long-term discomfort later on so have the courage to have that awkward conversation and you'll find out it really wasn't that bad after all yeah absolutely absolutely so if anybody's listening today and they're thinking that they are getting swept away in kind of they're in their home cell they're struggling with their relationship or they've maybe picked up some points that are relevant within kind of a work relationship or a different element, how can they find out more about you, Naomi, what you do and the services that you offer within your relationship coaching? So I work with people one-to-one. And if you are interested in working with me, you can book a phone consult with me. It's a really useful session. We'll take a look at where you're at now, where you want to get to, 
and how coaching with me can bridge the gap between the two. So go to my website, plumocoaching.com. That's P-L-U-M-O coaching.com. I give away a lot of free content. I've got free downloads on there, uh, how to make the changes without the other person doing anything and how to shift from problem solving to solution creation. So my website's got all about me. You can book a call with me on there. You can get on my mailing list. Yeah, I would just check me out on plumocoaching.com. Oh, they absolutely should check you out because like I said, I am obsessed with your content. It's helped me in so many ways and shapes and forms. Naomi, thank you so, so much for being part of the Happy Home Sale podcast today. And thank you so much for showing us that actually the power of unity and alignment and self-love and compassion really does have such a huge impact on helping you to achieve the happy home sale and new chapter and new journey that we all deserve. So thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure, Natalie. Thank you for listening to the Happy Home Sale Podcast. I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and that you've got some amazing tips and advice to take away. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen so that you can be sure not to miss our next episode because trust me, it's going to be equally filled with stories and jam-packed with advice. If you're selling your home and using any of the hints and tips from today, please use the hashtag, hashtag happy home sale. I love to see how you are all getting on and all of your success stories. So please do share. I've been your host, Natalie Evans, and you can follow me on social media at Natalie Evans UK or find out more about my work, natalieevansuk.com or littlebarndoor.com. UK. This podcast was produced by our friends at Emily Crosby Media.